Welcome to episode number seven of the Active Geek Podcast, Pop Culture. This podcast is very important because it's everything that makes my world turn. From superheroes to Harry Potter to Buffy the Vampire Slayer to things that I grew up on and things that I'm going to die loving. Chuck and I take a trip down memory lane and we talk about the things that we loved as kids and kind of aged out of in our teens. And then we take a trip into the present, back to the present, and then into the future and where pop culture can go. We also talk about my love for Funko pop figures, superheroes, and, and you know, everything that is pop culture. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because this is a pretty big podcast. It's got a lot of content. And it's perfect for people who may not follow along episode by episode of our podcast, which you should anyway, but it gives you a sense of Hey, I loved something when I was a kid, and I love something now, so I'm actively geeking out over X, Y, or Z. So without further ado, episode number seven of the Active Geek Podcast, Pop Culture. Alright, so before we start anything about pop culture and and where it's gone and where it's been, um, Civil War dropped on... Wednesday, right? Yes, yes. Wednesday at, at midnight on a surprise visit on Jimmy Kimmel with uh, Chris Evans and, they, and RDJ. They did announce that something was going to happen, but they didn't know what it was. Yeah, well, if, you, if and, those two are showing up, it's got to be yeah, Civil it, War. Um, and since, you know, Disney owns the rights and ABC, so they did all that because they did it with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, on Jimmy Kimmel, so it was kind of expected that it was going to be the trailer. Um, epic. Yeah. Is, is one word. Um, they, uh, definitely showed a lot of heroes. It just wasn't kind of like a, a flash in the pan looking trailer. Uh, the, the fight scene, and I know you were in love with the fight scene between, um, Cap, Winter Soldier, and Iron Man. Yeah, not even just that. Um, they, they did more of the storyline too. They showed you, like, because the whole thing was everyone wanted to know, is it about the Registration Act? And in the comics, it, it was it was about the Registration Act. And, you know, Tony was all about it because everyone knew Tony was Iron Man. It wasn't a secret. And Steve wasn't about it because he didn't want other people to be targeted, families and friends and, and other heroes. Um, and he didn't want other people who had these powers to delineate from um, from being a hero and more move towards a villain. Now we see it's more of a struggle between friends and not a not a feud between Iron Man and, and Cap. It's more of Iron Man's trying to not, Iron Man's trying to calm down Cap and he Cap is trying to defend his friend because all the the repercussions from Avengers Age of Ultron and Winter Soldier are now coming to play on on um on Bucky. But I thought you know, Black Panther, finally seeing a, a clear-cut vision, uh, view of it Black Panther. It looked better than the stills that we've seen a few months ago. Yeah, it's, it's a very sleek design, and, you know, Black Panther gets his solo film later later in life, um, so maybe we'll see more of that, the royal, you know, I, I don't think the whole, the gold and everything, and, like, the crowns and stuff, I don't think that works for a movie like Civil War. No. I think um, keeping him very sleek, like, like Falcon is now more modernized. Um, is a good idea. Um, Anthony Mackie's fight scenes were ridiculous. The double drop kick was super cool. Um, but the you know you pointed it out 
You don't see Ant-Man. You're, you're not going to see Spider-Man. They're not going to show Spider-Man until the movie. Um, well, I, I think they might tease him in, the, in, like, the final trailer. They kept saying, like, you know, I was on online, and they, they were posting, like, oh, is this our first look at Spider-Man? And it's, like, a blurred vision of a guy I in a red that. sweater. Clearly is a black guy walking across the street in a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> it, like, I don't they, know why people, like, they could have put fucking... If they wanted you to see him, they would have showed you. Yeah, and they, you know, they left the the hint with, with uh, Thunderbolt Ross, calling Cap a vigilante, and re- I really like they brought him back. Yeah, he he was signed on. Well, he was signed on to do more movies back a couple of years ago, but they didn't know where he was gonna, where he was gonna come in, and then they announced Civil War, which is perfect. I don't think if we see Red Hulk. It won't be until later, but we might see more of inklings of him becoming Red Hulk, um, which would be really, really cool, which means his daughter's going to come back into play. Um, but I think it... They'd probably recast. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. It can't be... Let me see. It was Liv Tyler. It was Liv Tyler. Jennifer Connelly was in, was in Hulk, the, Ang Lee's Hulk, right? Was the green Jose Canseco Hulk. Yeah. That's what he looked like. So we might get a little bit of She-Hulk action, too. So that might be in addition to the... The new Avengers. Not even just the new Avengers. Maybe even to you know we talked about the fact that you can't have there's all the heroes aren't going to be included on teams and maybe this ushers in another the character the character that they can bring in yeah um, Daredevil Jessica Jones Hulk Iron or not Luke. Iron Man um, Luke Cage Punisher and uh, Thor they aren't included in this movie and I can understand. Punisher because he hasn't hit the screen yet, but all the other ones, they have. Yeah. You know, if if it's a battle between, like, I'd rather see Thor than Sharon Carter. But, you know, I don't know. Is Wasp going to be in it? I or does it. Or does that take away from Ant-Man and Wasp? Like, how do you address the suit and, you know... It I, I haven't heard anything that she was... Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll see her. Um, I know... I mean, he was definitely in the hidden scene that was obviously part of... Oh, he's he's on. He's in the and movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen... On he's on Cap's team. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know the capacity. I mean, they have so many characters. And I love the scene when um, they're, like, walking down the street and then uh, Scarlet Witch is using her powers. Yeah, she's flying. And I was like, that is badass. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. Like, people were like, oh, Scarlet Witch can fly now. She flew into, if I'm not mistaken, she, like, hovered into the new Avengers recruitment center at the end of Age of Ultron. So it was established that she can fly. Um, I know a lot of people are looking into, is Rhodey dead? Because you see Cap... He's, he's beat up, his eyes are shut, and Iron Man is... Obviously looks concerned. Yeah. But they, they're not going to kill off a main character in the first trailer. You know what I mean? No. They can't. And he's part of the Avengers now. Like, they, they clearly made it that he's going to be... I've always loved War Machine. Um, I collected comics as a kid. I actually liked him better than Iron Man. I, but he, he's badass. He's, you know what? When I was a kid, I was all about, you know... Big guns, and, mm-hmm. and he had that Gatling gun on top of his shoulder. That's what yeah. me, I was like, oh, he's badass. Tony, 
Tony Stark's an alcoholic, and this guy's friggin'. Iron Man was more about the persona of Tony Stark. Yeah. And War Machine was more about just kicking ass. Yeah. And taking ass. And we already like we talked about your your thoughts on uh, Iron Patriot and the difference between the two, and we've covered that. But um, in addition to Civil War, not being announced but being um, premiered, the trailer, um, you had Legends of Tomorrow on um, on Tuesday was yes. revealed too, and I tweeted on on our, our Twitter uh, on our Twitter page. And said that, you know, I really wish that Rip Hunter would take me to January. Like, forget Christmas, Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Um, get me to... Get Episode me to uh, January 27th so I can start watching Legends of Tomorrow. And that that blew me away. And then Cap comes in and just drops the mic and teabags the game and it's over. But I'm, I'm really excited for Legends of Tomorrow. Did you saw the trailer, right? Yeah, I really liked it. Um... At first, when it was announced, I was kind of like, eh, they're taking all their B-listers and putting it together. How's it going to be? And it looks... I it, I think it's going to change the game for a lot. Is Hawkman really a B-lister, though? No. No, but, I mean, Captain Cold and... And Heatwave. Heatwave and Adam. I mean, mm-hmm. he's... Adam definitely not, you know... Top Justice League. Oh no, absolutely not. Uh, I think, I think Hawkman is the A team of that. Yeah, and he's not even the leader. And then uh, White Canary. White Canary, who is supposed to be Asian. Um, but maybe she eats some Chinese food. But no, Katie Lots. They established she, that she's a great character in did, that universe. She did. So. I I liked her Black Canary. Um, and yeah. I it kind of threw me like I was watching the trailer and I was like. Did I just read White Canary? Mm-hmm. And I, I know about White Canary, but it just kind of it uh, took me off for a second. Yeah, I like the the aspect of Rip Punter too. Um, it's I think that that can bring in people who are not familiar with not not familiar, but that don't like the superhero side of it and like the sci fi aspect of it, like Doctor Who and you know all the stuff about time travel. Rip Punter has a spaceship. Well, they definitely, like, I remember when Arrow came out, and the one thing that we liked it, that it was very grounded. Yeah. Because um, it was believable. It was believable that it could, ha- you know, a billionaire got stranded, came back, and started kicking ass. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have super, and then, like, the Flash came in, and it was kind of like, how are they going to introduce this? And then now this, I mean, this is totally, it's it's going to put it on its head. Yeah. And, but I think they're doing it right. The way it looks, the way the feel um, how they're kind of bringing all their characters together. It it seems like they're doing it right. And even even with you know you brought up the the B team, um, the B team is led by the A team. Like it in the future, like when when they meet, it's in the future. So you, know, you Oliver and and Barry are already established as as. Justice League members essentially, yeah. um, so they're mentoring these these two villains, um, a time 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 man time lord if you, if you want to call him that, um, and a, a, a bickering couple between Hawkman and Hawkgirl. You see that Hawkman isn't really on pace with um, with what Hawkgirl wants to do, so I think it's a it's a good idea, and I'm glad that they included 
the new Firestorm as well. Because they never they didn't announce that he was going to be part of it. No. And then when I seen him, I was literally, I was like, did they say he was going to be in it? And I was like, oh, I guess he is. And, and he's got the Firestorm suit. Yep. Which is awesome. And, you know, I, I watched, um, I watched a animated movie from DC where it was Ronnie Raymond and I can't remember his name, but the, the black gentleman that's doing the flash, um, on the flash down, those two were like struggling for power inside the firestorm's head. I would have liked it better with Robbie Amell and that gentleman is not the, uh, not Victor Victor Graper. yeah, I'm not, you know, but I, I like him, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Well, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor, and he's playing the role very well. And it gives you a, a more mature and experience as as well. So I think that's Well, it also I, gives the scientist aspect. Yeah, you got it. He's a scientist, and he can, you know, um, kind of explain stuff and know what's going on. I mean... You got Ray. Ray's all, Ray also knows. He's a genius. Yeah. yeah I forgot about him. I forgot but, the animal. But it's it's okay. Um, you know, you you bring the you bring the age with age comes knowledge and wisdom. So they have to have it. You can't just throw a bunch of uh, twenty thirty year old people into it and expect them to be a team. Um, but that you know that's not the that's not even what this podcast is about. There was just so many great nuggets that were dropped this week. Um, what I really want to talk about is pop culture in general and how it's evolved to a sense that we can do a whole podcast about it. We can have a podcast series. We can start a, a company about it, and you know we can we can see that there are other companies that have been started, and almost every night there's a pop culture sci-fi superhero show that's killing it in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like that when we were kids. No, not at all. I mean, I I think a lot. It it just wasn't a acceptable culture. Yeah, well, let's think about it. When we were growing up, you know, comic books were... Kids. They were for kids, and we were kids. Um, Frank Miller comes through, turns everything up upside down, and makes it kind of an adult comic book, and then Watchmen was introduced, and Sandman, and stuff like that. But when we were growing up, we had G.I. Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He-Man, Voltron, Transformers, stuff like that, um, which were great. Yes. Right? Right? So, we get that, but the superheroes were kind of cheesy. Yeah, I mean, the comics were there, but that, that was about it. And then in, in the 90s, they, you know, a lot, they introduced a lot of the cartoons. But what I think a lot of it is, is uh, the reason, the way it is now is because those kids, like us, grew up. Yeah. And that's what they want to do. They, hey, I wanted, I, I was a big Justice League man when I was a kid. You know what? We can do this. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from is people were fans of stuff when they were kids and then they brought it back. And now it's except... I mean, honestly, I would never see my dad, a 30-year-old man wearing a comic book t-shirt yeah. back in the 92. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, it just... You didn't see it. And if you did, it was... They're nerds. Yep. Um, but now, I mean... My dad wears Harry Potter shirts. He loves Harry Potter. And I think that, you know, the first uh, the first true, I guess, real, most popular animated cartoon, well, cartoon that came out for us um, was 92 X-Men. Um, and Spider-Man trickled in. It might have been right around the time of Batman. They were all coming, too, in the early 90s. Yep. Um, I remember watching those and, you know, 
as a kid, I can, I can, I can like that. And it got, it got weirder when I got, when I got older because I still wanted that, but it wasn't accepted. Yeah. Um, well, that, I, I remember, uh, I don't know exactly how old I was, um, but I was, I said something about action figures and someone said, do you still play with those? And I was like, uh, I, I, I collect them. And because it was, it was like, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, 18, 19 years old, but I was, I was probably a little older than I should have been playing with action figures. Oh, there's never, there's never an age. Look around you, my man. I'm 28 I, years old and I ca- I have almost 200 pop vinyl figures. But it's acceptable now. It, is it, is it acceptable in the mainstream? Like, am I going to, if, yeah, if I, I, if I weren't with, with Chelsea, I think that it would be, I would still have that kind of anxiety bringing a girl home and, hey, come on into my man cave and check out all my toys. I, check out my Captain America shield that I have on I, my door. I, I think it's, it's to an extent. I mean, my wife loves me. She, I love her. She doesn't get... She doesn't understand. She doesn't understand. Now, I've dated girls that understood. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that... You know, the girl that I dated before, you know, liked me better or loved me better or anything like that. Is that she understood? Now my wife doesn't understand it. She accepts it. I mean, she buys me. She busts your balls about it though a lot. She she does, but and I I actually had this conversation with her today. I said I could be doing meth, drinking, you know, banging hookers. Let me go do my podcast and talk about. No, she wasn't, she wasn't, like, mad or anything, but what I'm saying... She just doesn't get it. She don't get it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. There's so many demons out there that I could be dealing with. Let me read a comic book. Yeah, and, like, think about it. When, when I was a kid, like, getting back to where it's been, we're going to talk about where it's at now, but, um, when I was a kid, you know, the X-Men, and I'm a couple years younger than you, but, like, X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman, they were... They were in my wheelhouse, right? Then Batman Beyond came out. And that's where you aged out. Yep. I was still at that 13 to 15 year range where I'm like, all right, I can still watch comic books and and I'm okay. I am uh, watch these shows and I'm accepted. And then, like, I've always had, like, I wouldn't say it's an addictive personality, but I liked I like to collect things. Baseball cards, action figures, pop figures now, um... But at a time, going from, you know, that time where you're, a, a boy is supposed to focus on social life and getting a girlfriend and, and noticing noticing other things, um, I was drawn to Pokemon. And, and listen, you were like 17 with Pokemon. Yeah. Now, so I it's did. a little different. Um, but that's like, I remember, and it's, it's embarrassing, but... I would I walk to Walmart and my mom would never let me go on on a main highway and we have a huge highway right, right off my street. So I'd walk through the community and I'd scale a fence and walk through the industrial park to get to Walmart and I'd go get Pokemon cards. And I didn't understand it until I was older, but I'd open up the packs at the store and take the cards that I want, put the other cards back in the pack and put money for the packs on top of the packs and walk away. So if I went and I got, I remember it was a, 
a Venusaur holographic card, which was huge, <laughs> right? So I figured at the time the pack was about $4. I took one card. I'll put $2 there. Put my $2 there, put it in my pocket, and walked away. Looking back on it, that's shoplifting. shoplifting. But I technically I paid for it, and I, I, I overinflated the price of it. But, you know, the stuff that those cards today, like those original cards, are worth a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and Pokemon's still popular. Yeah. My is. clients, I have a client who's about 24, and he still plays Pokemon on his, on his Game Boys. And, like, he's like, do you know this one? Do you know that one? I can't name anything after the original 151. I'll, I'll you probably know about four. I two. No. Charizard Pikachu. And you know Squirtle. That's the greatest name ever. Squirtle. Okay, okay. maybe three. And Bulbasaur. Nope. Yeah, you gotta know those. Nope. Oh, you can tell you what he looked like. Geo dude. I heard all the names. That's a great name, Geo dude. So Rock the name, Flexin. Like Squirtle, and. Um, Squirtle could be um, short for a sex term. What you call a woman? I'm, I'm, I'm sure it You're has a squirtle. Been, sure it has been used. Um, but I I just never got into it. I was, like you said, I was a little older um, when it came out. Uh, and I just couldn't... I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, like I said, the comic books, when I was little, um, I was into all those. And, and I still am. But like as the newer stuff came out, I was just... I couldn't get into it. But you know what? Everything that we we loved when we were a kid to what we love now has adult undertones to it. Oh, totally. Pokemon had adult undertones to it. And that's how it was. There were there was a lot of like sexual innuendos and and stuff that as a young kid you don't pick up on. But as an older kid, you surely pick up on something yeah. like that. Um and I think that's the the beauty in it. So like I'm not saying you're going to go back and you're start collecting Pokemon cards because, you know, I, you're not going to. No. But <laughs> the difference between what we liked then and what we like now is that the stuff that we liked back then, we can understand more because we relate more to it. Now, as when you, you said that you, you aged out of um, Batman Beyond, I think that at your age, that would, would have been more relatable at that at that point, because it's a little darker, it is super dark. It's, it's set in the future, but Bruce is an old man, so it's this defiant teenager. So it it spoke to that the high school kids. Um, it's on Netflix, and I think it's still on Netflix. If it's not, then I've never me. seen. I mean, I can know what it looks like. I've never seen one episode of Batman. I, I think you'd really like it. It's it's a very futuristic vibe. Um, old man Bruce and you know Terry McGinnis as Batman. It's it's really good. Um, but you know, if you think about the the movies that we had and the TV shows that we had growing up, you know the the Dolph Lundgren He Man, which is I free on YouTube. It, well, I watch it on Netflix. I like that movie just because it's horrible. I, I like it because of the characters. They got Beast Man and, yeah. and you know, and Shira. No, Shira was in it. That's, Skeletor. Yeah, Skeletor. Um, but you have that, and then you have that, the Captain America movie that came out, the Spider-Man movie, and then you had, you know, Luther Rigno, who is still the Hulk, but, you know, that Hulk versus, versus Edward Norton's Hulk, versus yeah. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, the evolution has completely changed, the schematics I don't know how changed. you just totally ignored Eric 
Dinosaur. I, I, for, I forgot. All, well, <laughs> I, I was trying to remember his name, but it, it didn't come to me. But, you know, that versus... And, like, even as, as we speak right now, like, you can tell just how, like, how far we've gone, right? Things that were popular are even more popular now. Star Wars is the most anticipated movie in the world right now, mm -hmm. right? After that, Civil War is going to be the most anticipated movie until the next Star Wars, right? And then you got Batman vs. Superman. And then there's Justice League and Suicide Squad and Deadpool and X-Men and, and everything. Like, we did the, the Phase 3 review on the podcast, and it was like three or four movies each year that we're going to get. Yes. And, and that was like, just from Marvel alone. Exactly. And DC and Fox, they're all going to throw this stuff in there. So we, we're, we're very saturated in the sense of everything is coming up for us, right? But then you get those hipsters. You get the superhero hipsters or the pop culture hipsters that are, oh, you know, I liked it but when it, was, when it wasn't cool. But you, you can't, you know, you, you can't really argue that point because you liked it when, you're, when, it, was, when it wasn't cool. But yeah. are you a hipster? No. No, not at all. Um, you know, I just, I just think that it's more of an acceptable thing. Like, I didn't want to admit my love for all geek culture throughout, like, dating and, and even, like, early in my relationship, I wasn't, like, let my geek flag fly because it's still, like, X-Men was out, X-Men 2 was out and stuff like that. What about you? Um, yeah, I, you know, I, there was a period where I was dating a lot and I never really let my freak flat or uh, my I don't know where I was going with that my nerd uh, flag fly um, except the one girl I dated but she you know she was into all that um, so it was acceptable but my, my now wife I've been together for four years um, I honestly from the get go she knew I was a nerd yeah I mean we were together a couple months and she bought me actually no we we met right after Thanksgiving, and for Christmas, uh, we didn't do anything big. She got me a Star Wars hot chocolate mug set. So she knew right off the bat that, you know, I was... I, But I think what it was, it was... I. You were at a point where it was just, this is me. Yeah. Like it or not. Well, kind of too, it was like, I met my now wife a few months after I broke up with the girl that... Accepted it. So I kind of was still in the mode of, this is me. Yeah. And um, I'm at, and I was at the point, it was like, hey, I'm, I'm 28 years old. If, if you don't like me, oh well. And um, I mean, she loves me, and she she buys me a lot of my superhero stuff, as much as Chelsea does for you. Yeah. Chelsea, your girlfriend's a little more acceptable yeah. than my wife. Well, Chelsea partakes in it. She, she loves geek culture, not as much as I do, but she really likes it, like... Our Christmas present to each other is going to Comic-Con. Yep. And she's gone to every Comic-Con that I've been to. And... No. Oh, she didn't go to the, the New Jersey <laughs> one where we met uh, Manu. And Virgil. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, but she's been to, like... She's been to a ton of Comic-Cons. Like, last year alone, she went no, to... No, yeah, she goes... She went to Great American... Uh, Great Philadelphia Comic-Con, South Jersey Geek Fest, Wizard World... Uh, Philadelphia and Atlantic City Comic Con. 
So she went to four in a year, and like, she she likes it. She buys stuff there. She buys sometimes she buys more stuff for her than she did for me, or well, not, that's not the point. But like, I she buys more stuff for herself than I buy for myself there. Yes. Um, and she's just as, as excited as I am to see the celebrities, and walk by them. Like we people watch. You were there when we saw, we saw um, John Bernthal. We saw uh, Herschel yep. and Lori and Nathan Fillion. And that was, um, you know, didn't, we saw uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan as they walked back. Yep. You know, it was just, it, it's the fun of it and all. Um, this past year, we walked, we bumped into Danny Trejo, the most intimidating man I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, it's more accepted. And you see a lot more women going and gir- young girls go- going more into the geek culture because it's cool. Um, Alana, your, your daughter, loves Supergirl. Yeah. And it's, I think most of it is because it's just fun. And it, it takes the focus off of all the negative stuff that goes on in the world. So you have that escape. And, you know, people like what they love. Like, some people are going to like Scandal. And they're not going to understand Agents of Shit. And I don't understand Scandal. And some people like Parks and Recs, but don't understand Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um... And we talked about it last week where Jessica Jones could be that bridge between the two. Because we watched the whole series. It's not much of a superhero show as more of it as it is as a crime drama. Yeah, it's not really. I mean, it was... I I did like it. Um, I didn't like it as much as Daredevil. But it, it wasn't very superpower eccentric. You know what I... Like, yes, uh, Purple Man, Kilgrave, you know, he... He possessed those powers, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a boom, boom, flying and, yeah. Know. But think about it. If, if Daredevil was another character that you really didn't know anything about. So if Daredevil was. I probably would know. I probably wouldn't. You're right. If, I, if Daredevil was, um, Hellcat, right? And you had Hellcat and you had Jessica Jones. Two characters that you really don't know anything about, and it was more of a grounded, gritty kind of feel. You know, you, you would have this. You wouldn't have the same expectations for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You went into Daredevil knowing Daredevil, like Daredevil's been around for a long time, for decades, and you know, the, you know the Frank Miller comics. You know that shitty Ben Affleck movie, and now you know the Charlie Cox Daredevil. So it's it's a little different than. Jessica Jones, where most people think it's Jennifer Garner's alias show. So, so going into it, if you had the same experience, same expectations as you had going into a full-fledged superhero in Daredevil, not a retired superhero, it's not going to live up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I didn't honestly, I had no expectations for that show yeah. because I didn't know much about her. Um, the only one I really knew was Luke Cage, and I knew he was a minor character in the show. Who turned out to be a major character in the show? Yeah. Um. But he, I just, I didn't have, I had good expectations because of how good Daredevil was. Yeah, absolutely. And how good Marvel's been. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we all kind of sleep on certain things. You didn't, going into it, you didn't like The Flash. You didn't think oh, you were going to like The Flash. I thought, thought The Flash was, was going to be horrible. And, and it I is right now my favorite TV show. And I didn't watch Arrow until midway through the first season. Or almost at the end of the first season where I had to buy the DVDs and watch them. Yeah. So, you know, we we do live up to... Sometimes we do... Like, it was a CW show. And 
at that time it was Gilmore Girls and Gossip Girl and all these girl shows, 90210 and Veronica Mars and Beastly and all that shit. And that, that didn't speak to me. Um, so I figured, you know, it's a love story about Robin Hood. Um, but, like, I remember one of the shows that I really got hooked on and I kind of fanned out about um, that I would watch religiously. And I think I mentioned this before in, in an earlier podcast with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I read the books. I watched the show. I saw the Christy Swanson movie. I watched it all the way until the end. I cried when characters died. It was, it was weird, dude. Like, I would... When I was in, like, sixth grade, I thought I was a vampire slayer. I would make up <laughs> lies. A true story, honest to, to science. I would... I would go with my friend Alex, right? And this is how out of control our minds were, that we would both believe each other's lies. And I was like, yeah, man, I went out slaying last night, and I had steaks, and I would, like, tell them I would go to the cemeteries, buy, like, shop rights and, like, the grocery stores, and I would go out there and I'd fight demons, right? I recapped a Buffy Vampire Slayer episode and told him that's what I did. And then he recapped the next episode. So, like, vicariously, we were living through the show. Did you, like, have you ever, fa- like, kind of lit- fanboyed out like that? No, I- I'll be honest with you, like... I didn't watch much TV shows when I mean I watched like cartoons and stuff like that and like movies which I love movies and you know that I mean I've seen a boatload yeah but TV shows honestly the TV show the first TV show that I watched entirely and actually got into and geeked out about was Lost. Wow, that was in your adulthood. I I was, you know Close. what? I think it premiered on my twenty first birthday. Wow. Like, I, I know it premiered on my birthday, and I, I was, I think, 21. You missed some good television, my friend. And I didn't, I, and that was the first show that I've seen in time. And now, now I kind of watch. I thought you were going to say Dawson's Creek. No. I, I, Lost was the very first TV show that I actually got into. Rather than when I was a kid, cartoons and, yeah. you know, Power Rangers and stuff like that. But, like, as in, you know... That was the first one that I watched every episode. Never saw an episode of Lost. Um, and I'm not, and I'm not going to watch it because I hear that it just it leaves you wanting more and it leaves you angry. Oh, so it's not give a shit about that anymore. I I actually um, for the finale took off work. Yeah. Um, because I had to work early in the morning and they were doing a I think it was like probably a two hour special. A two hour special and then a Jimmy Kimmel yeah um, recap. And uh, me and my buddy. So it was like it was like Talking Dead, essentially, right? Yeah, essentially, right. and that's what he did. He it was before Talking Dead, Talking and, Lost. Yeah, and it was Jimmy Kimmel, and he they made his soundstage look like the island. Okay. And he had the characters on there, and but I just remember, like I said, I took off. My buddy took off. We both. Um, I went over his house. We sat in the basement. We ordered food, kind of actually what we do now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, me and him geeked out, and we watched a couple episodes, and then we watched the final episode, and I remember being pissed off. Yeah, and that, you know, I hear that through everybody, even actors that were on the show, they're like, oh, you know, it's kind of like with True Detective, and where they kind of, not True Detective, I'm sorry, um, that, ha- that also had a bad ending the last season, but um, American Horror Story in season two. Where they introduce the aliens and that's it. Like oh. they just leave that they leave it like yeah. that. And they never followed that up. So maybe it's further down the line, but for for a series that 
you don't know if you're going to get another season. Or as American Horror Story, you know, every other season kind of ties in together. Yeah. You don't know if they're going to explain that. So, I'm not going to binge... I can't... Well, first of all, I can't binge watch anything at this moment. Work two jobs, and I got Gotham and Supergirl on Monday, Flash and Shield on Tuesday. I got Arrow on Wednesday. Thursday, I watched The Big Bang Theory. Friday, I'm doing podcasts. Saturday, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Probably laundry. And then Sunday's walking and talking day. And then when that happened, when that all goes away, you got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent Carter, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Game of Thrones. Like, you're always going to have something that buys up your time. And I love it because I'm invested in it. It gives me something to talk about with you, with some of my coworkers, with Chelsea. Um, and it just, you know, it, it gives you... I guess it gives you a purpose, as pathetic as that sounds, that I find purpose in TV, but, you know, you and I are, are, are both creative. Um, mm -hmm. I have, like, four or five unfinished books on my computer. Um, you've been talking about a, a screenplay for, for a couple of years now. I've been now. working on and have not finished. Yeah, and it's just, like, you get ideas from this, and I think that's where what I like to do. Well, see, I, I, I love the, the creative aspect of movies and TV, um, when I watch stuff, I don't just watch, I, I listen, I, I pay attention to cinematography, I pay attention to the storyline, um, the writing, uh, the score, the score, actually, yeah, sometimes the score, Jessica Jones, we paid attention to that score very, very closely, that beginning was bad, it started to grow on me, no, not me, it started to grow on um, me, but, the, and, and that's what it is, like, you know, I, I just took everything from my childhood and matured. And it's not that I... I I'm more in tuned. Yeah. Um, but the, you know... The you, pick, you pick up things because, like, we're on an Easter egg hunt in every show we watch. Yep. So it, even, if, even if it's not meant to be there, we try to pick it up. So, yeah, it, it's, it's that childlike... It's that sense of wonder, too. So, like, we are tapping into our inner child and... I loved my inner child. I thought when I was a kid, I was cool as shit. And I didn't have any friends, but I thought I was cool as shit because I was, I was Alf as a baby. I was Power Rangers. I was a vampire slayer. It was all fun. I wanted to be a part of the Animorphs. I wanted to be a part of all this stuff. And you think about, like, th think about all the toys we had as a kid. Collectively, you and I probably could have bought a studio, like a produce production studio. Oh, if we can yeah, totally. Yeah. I just, all the Star Wars toys I had, mm -hmm. it just... Star yeah. Wars. I had every Ninja Turtle toy up until 1996. Every single one of them. Now they don't have heads, arms, tails, weapons. I had... I used to throw and, them over And we actually defenses. seen this. And I think it was a couple hundred dollars worth. I had the Ewok base. Yep. Um, and we seen that at one of the stores in the Hamilton Mall. And what, did, what was it going for? Like 200 bucks? 300 yeah. bucks or something like yeah. that? I had that. Yeah, and you know, it's just... Again, like, I say look around like everybody who's listening the the four or five people that listen um, can see inside my room, but inside the office, as you will. But I have all these little pop figures, all these vinyl pop figures. And you've been on hunts with me for these things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get neurotic, I get crazy, obsessive, but I love it. I, I display them, I take time to display them. Some people don't understand, that's cool. But like, I'm part of a group on Facebook called uh, Funko on the East Coast, where it's a family. Like, 
they take care. Like they, if it's your birthday, sometimes they'll send you a card. Um, if you need, like, if you need something, but you don't get paid until next Friday, somebody would buy it and mm. ship it to you. Really? Like they're legit. Like three people. Uh, it started with a couple, and then they brought another admin, and it's a very closed group. It's not. Like three thousand members, five thousand members. And you had to get approved for this. Right? I had to get approved for this. I remember. And like, I, you have to stay active. And me, for someone who started a group, started a production company or a company or whatever we want to call this, it, called Active Geek. I am the least social person. I am not a social butterfly. But the purpose of Active Geek is to stay active in the things that I love, the things that I geek out about, the yeah. things that you geek out about. And with the Funko on the East Coast, which I'm gonna. Hopefully, I'm going to ask them if I can promote this on there. Um, but, you know, it's a great group. And, yeah, they, they bicker. And, you know, some people some people get upset when they don't get free stuff. But, like, the intentions are good. And all the people are genuinely nice people. And some people meet up and they hang out and they become friends. And I know my friend James is on there and he lives down the street. But um, it's a it's a great thing to be a part of. Where, like, if I'm looking for a special Captain America and somebody has it, they're not going to charge me out the ass. They're not going to say, well, this is worth $600. I want 1000 Yeah. They're going to be like, let's work something out. Oh, you, like, there was a guy that was offering a 23-pound turkey. And I thought it was great. <laughs> to, to this moment, I don't know if he was being sarcastic or if he was, um, <laughs> or if he was being sincere. But either way, it was awesome. Um, but you just If you cooked it, it would be even better. Oh, my God. It would have sweetened the pot. But, like, for me to be in that group and to participate and, you know, I, I haven't traded with anybody um, or I haven't bought anything from anybody because there's, you know, sometimes I just like what I like. But I would, like, I do look at it in search of lists and if I find something, maybe I'll, you know, I'll talk I'll talk to somebody like, hey, is this something that you're looking for? Um, you have that option, which is a, a really good option. What do you think? Would you be part of something like that if you collected something? I think so. I mean, I... As I, for year, for not year, but a couple of years, you've been trying to get me to do the pops, um, and I, I have a couple. I have a couple, uh, all to to the um, the Marvel Collector Core box, but I'm not. I, I think I would. I definitely would. Um, I like the pops, and I like collecting. It's just it's, it's not something that. I get into, I'm more of a collector of movies. Yeah, and exactly. I, and I would get into, um, and you see my movie collection. Yeah, I, it's you know, intense. I I have hundreds and hundreds of movies. Yep. Um, there were a point where we were talked about building a shelf because mm -hmm. I can't find a shelf big enough. Yeah. Um, right now I have three separate shelves. Uh, but and I and I guess I would if there was a movie. Um, like a movie, uh... Well, they do, they do lines of movies that you like. Back to the Future, The Goonies... And, and, I, and I know that, and, um... I mean, it's all the pop culture, and I... You gotta get your cave ready. It's... Pretty much. I mean, my... Now that I'm an adult, like, I have a man cave, and it's, like, your office here. I have superhero posters, and... Star Wars posters. Ruby posters. It's like a, it's a theater. It's like a... I, I, yeah, I have a mini theater downstairs. Um, but, I, the, the movie collecting, and they're like, I, I, I gotta attribute my mom, my mom loved movies, mm -hmm. um, and we collected movies as a kid, and this is where I'm at now. So and it was passed down. And it was passed down. I mean, I'm, 
me and my mom have totally different tastes in movies. Oh yeah, Left Behind versus. Oh yeah, South my Paul. mom's religious and <laughs> and you know, what you know she'll collect. Like my mom won't. PG thirteen is like too bad. For Little me. House on the Prairie versus The Omen. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if if it's got a drop of blood, my mom like cringes yeah, it's too much. So, um, but like the 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 appreciation of movies has always been there. Um, but now that I'm an adult, I can afford them. <laughs> yeah. And and th- and that's kind of why I collect. Even with something that you you spoke about earlier is um, about like you wouldn't see your dad in, in a superhero show or whatnot. Ninety percent of my wardrobe is superhero shirts. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, there's times where I'm like, oh, if we're going out to a nice dinner, I'm kind of like, do I have a shirt that's not a superhero shirt? Yep. Um. Yep. I mean, right now you're wearing Batman, I'm wearing Flash. Yesterday it was about to be a Green Lantern shirt for Thanksgiving. I quickly turned into a button up, but <laughs> I, I, I wear, I wear an Eagle shirt, unfortunately. Um, about them losing, but um, but majority, and then I've talked about this. Uh, in the month of December, I am wearing a Star Wars shirt every day. Yeah, every uh, single day. With with my socks. Um. So. Just your shirt and your socks. Just my shirt. No pants. Socks. No, no underwear. pants. No underwear. No. Uh, maybe a hat. No, no. Because well, no, that would be weird if I didn't wear a hat. No, show both hats. So. Um, but the, again, and that's the thing, like, uh, you know, it, two things that you can give me for Christmas, I'm not saying you, but anyone. Socks and shirts. Shirts and movies. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's easy. No uh, pants. No pants. No I don't pants. wear them. No hats. Um, Both hats. But it just, and you know what, in high school, and and I'll tell you, in high school I was very... Fashionable. Oh yeah, man! It was Pelly Pelly all day. Mine was Echo. Carl and not. and the first time that I started showing my freak or my nerd, I keep saying. Why freak. do you say freak? Like you're pulling out dildos <laughs> and smacking people in high school. My 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 nerd flag fly is when I don't know if you remember this, but I bought the whole line. Echo came out with Spider Man, Echo line. Yeah, I remember that. And I had a shirt. It was probably the worst shirt in the world. It was a button up. It was like silk. Yep, I know exactly what you're And on about. the back, it had a huge logo of Echo, and designed inside was Spider-Man fighting um, Green Goblin. Yeah. So to me, it was hey ladies, I'm fashionable. Hey, I'm a. But I'm a nerd. I'm a gangster nerd. Yeah, and that's and that's what it was. Um, and it and that's totally what it was. And, um, but now it's kind of like, oh, you know what? But you know what? And I think just, it's more acceptable because I will go out and people will be like, oh, nice shirt. Yeah, Even they put girls. Out. They put them out. Like, I go to my daughter's dance class and her dance teacher, every time, ooh, I love your Spider-Man shirt. Ooh, I love your Batman shirt. Ooh, I love your Star Wars hat. Like, yeah. she, every time I... I mean, she just might think I'm a sexy beast, but every time that I wear something like that, which is almost every time that I see her, she com- comments on it. Now, there's other dads there, and they're wearing, like, Cabello shirts and, like, you know. Nothing wrong with being masculine. I know. No, there's not at all. But I, to me, it's more acceptable now. Yeah, and, and then, you know, 
fads come and go, and I think that just the how how upfront and how you know accessible pop culture is, I guess it's not a fad anymore. It's kind of, it is a lifestyle, and I think that people this isn't going to trip all the way Like Batman's been around since the '30s, and Superman's been around since the '30s, and and they're still timeless characters. Star Wars, you know, has been around since the '70s, and Jesus, like. Lure of the Rings and The Hobbit and all, all stuff like that. You you see people that read it when they were a kid, and now they're grown up and they're like, "Yeah, this is, it's finally cool." I've been telling people that it's been cool forever, but then you're gonna have those people that don't don't understand why grown people collect bobbleheads or wear superhero shirts or wear like or buy superhero Chuck Taylors or have a Marvel hat or you know, a, a Punisher jacket or a Rocket Raccoon hoodie. It's, people aren't going to get it. And God forbid you try and explain what a TARDIS is and or the difference between Star Wars or Star Trek to somebody who doesn't know. Mm -hmm. It's very tough. But I think that this is a this is a lifestyle as opposed to a trend. I'm going to stay active in it. I know, I know you're going to stay active in it. And I think a lot of other people are going to stay active in it. So as Active Geek kind of progresses progresses, not becomes progressive, um, we're going to be able to tap more into that and bring some goodies to everybody that and you know, I, I hope And I hope what we talk about also kind of introduce, not introduce to people, but make it... Makes it accept more acceptable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can, you know, a guy that might be sitting there and be like, you know what, these guys are, you know, late 20s, early 30s, and they can, you know, they can... Be themselves. Yeah, these these cool ass dudes are loving the drink. You know, just and some people aren't acceptable of it. No, um, you know I know what, what I say to those people. Fuck them. I fuck those people. <laughs> I I have a story real quick. I know we're trying to end this soon, but uh, I there was a guy that um, worked for uh, my job very briefly. And fuck him. And he um he was an older guy. He was in his fifties, and he was he was kind of a pompous pompous ass, and he was very trying to fit in with everyone. It's like, oh, I can, you know, fit in with this person because this person likes guitars, and I like guitars, and this person likes cars, and I like cars. So he came up to me, and he goes, so, and he told me that whole spiel. And he's like, oh, so what are you into? And I said, comic books and movies. And he looked at me and goes, oh, and he walked away. Oh, so he was like a trend chameleon. Like, he would, he would... He was, to me, phony. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. He would just try and blend in. To me, he was phony because he tried to blend in with people. And you know what? There, I have a buddy at work. Me and him have the exact opposite taste, but yeah. we get along. Yeah. He loves motorcycles and motorsports. I could care less about any of that. And shit. you like arts and crafts. <laughs> and I like to. And he, you know, I go to the movies 40, 50 times a year. He's gone three times in the past 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but. But we get along because we're just. We're not fake. Oh, well, yeah. Opposite track. Well, track too, as, as far as friends too. Um, you know, my, my roommate in college, um, who's like, like one of my best friends, um, he's not about, like, he, he likes this stuff, but it's not his lifestyle. His lifestyle is fitness and, and stuff like that, which is great because I like to try and stay fit as possible too. So I look, resemble these gods that I worship. Um, but you know, he understands what, what I like and it, it is what it is. Um, I think that, you know, with, with more people being co more comfortable in their skin, it it will reduce the amount of people that are feeling uncomfortable. It yeah. outweighs everything because of 
you, you think about it, there's Marvel purists, there's DC purists, there's Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Doctor Who, um, and it, the list can go on and on. Firefly, Constantine, even though it's DC, but like Constantine and Supernatural and Ghost Adventures and the the lovers of everything Bob Hoskins. Every single thing has... Which I think me and you are the only ones in that. No, no. We'll find more. Um, I think there's there's a niche for everybody. and But then you get those people that love everything. All of that. Like, mm-hmm. there's parts of Star Trek that I like. There's I love Star Wars. I love Marvel and DC and independent comics. Um, I like the concept of Doctor Who, even though I haven't gotten in, have enough time to get into it. Um, Supernatural. All that stuff I really, really like. And I think that we're we're not chameleons where we just put on colors because it's popular, but I can hold a conversation with somebody on my viewpoints on who shot first, and I can put a conversation on why Deadpool is better than Deathstroke or vice versa, or who would win between Batman and Cap, or Iron Man and the Atom, and it's one of those things that you can you you'll find that the people who love the things that you love outweighs the people who are against the things that you love. Um, I know, you know, that's that's all I have on that, you know, it kind of when it's like motivational and um, uplifting stuff, and I'm not used to that stuff <laughs> in my personal life. Um, but you know what? It is Black Friday. I'm putting on my Punisher jacket, and we're going to go not fail this Black Friday shopping and get some more movies, pop figures... T-shirts. Some grubs, some T-shirts, and hit up these sales. And if there's anybody that listens that collects pop figures, try to add yourself and or get connected with somebody on Funko on the East Coast and get part of that family. All right. Toodles.